We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app championing the core conservative principles of limited government individual liberty free enterprise and traditional values this is the john whitmer show on 98.7 and 1330 knss There's a hole in this country where its heart used to be. No glory is divided on fire in the street. They say building back better, make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say, stick your pride. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you the best way to stay informed with up-to-the-minute news is to download the Odyssey app or tell Alexa or Google Home to play KNSS Radio. And if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Joining us now is Attorney General Derek Schmidt and Riley Gaines. General Riley, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you both on the show with us this evening. Thanks, John. Thanks so much for having us on. Riley, uh, it's a pleasure having you with us. I mean, we have Derek with us uh, a lot. He's not the governor (laughs) yet, but having you on it, it's a real pleasure. And let me first off thank you for being so willing to to step up. Uh, That had to have been tough for you. I know just from the stories that I read and conversations that I've had with the folks from Alliance Defending Freedom in the past, you were kind of a reluctant, you know, spokesperson for this cause. It wasn't something that you wanted to have to do, but you sort of felt compelled to do it when you spoke out uh, about, you know, the criticism and you didn't want to have to do this, did you? No, you're exactly right. Um, I, like everyone else, like all the other female athletes, I was waiting and waiting for someone you know, to step up and prioritize women and women in sports. And so um, I kept waiting. And after realizing, you know, this isn't something that someone is going to do, um, I took it upon myself to stand up to, I guess, what you call the woke mob. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, I've had so much support since doing so, um, tenfold support to anything negative I've received, which tells you who the majority is. Yeah, and you know the sad part is, and and I've seen some of your interviews that you've done before, and the criticism has always been that this is bigotry, this is transphobia. It has nothing to do with this. This is strictly a matter of fairness and and an equal playing field. And if you look at it, I've seen the stories, especially at the high school level, of women, girls who are now being you know losing out on opportunities on scholarships on opportunities to get into college because of biological males that are now making ensuring that this is not a level playing field. And that's really what this is about, isn't it? Yes, you're 100% correct. Um, this is not anti-trans. This is pro-woman. And so we've gotten into a point in society where, you know, your feminists who are typically the ones screaming pro-woman, it's done a 180. Um, we've basically redefined what it is to be a modern day feminist, which I never ever would have thought I would necessarily be here talking about being a feminist. But if being a feminist, you know, means protecting women in sports, then I guess sign me up. 
Well, and not only were you forced to race against a male, you were forced to change in the locker room with one. So it's it's a privacy issue, too. It's just no one should be have to be uncomfortable and worse off to have the university force that upon you. Right. We were in a position where we were not forewarned. And when I say we, I mean the female athletes. We were not forewarned that we would be sharing a changing space with a 6'4 male who still has all male genitalia Ugh. and actually still is attracted and, you know, is active with females. So we're in a situation where you're undressing and being exposed to a, a naked male. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable. It's a distraction and it's a violation of privacy. Uh, just a year ago, this would have been considered sexual harassment, but now we've gotten to a point in society where we're almost encouraging this and we're praising this. Um, and so it's absolute insanity. And this and this is the University of Kentucky's nominee for NCAA Women of the Year, a woman of the year. I mean, that's it's just it's unfathomable. It, it makes no sense to me. General, you've now on Thursday, you actually added this as, a, as an issue where you called on the legislature and kudos to you for doing it. But you've called on the legislature to pass within their 30-day agenda the protection for women and girls sports. And let's keep in mind that Laura Kelly has had the opportunity to do this and vetoed it twice, correct? That's exactly right, uh, John. I mean, you know, Laura Kelly has spent uh, a lot of time and effort uh, in the past months trying to position herself in, in the middle of the road. But that's just not true. On this issue, like so many others, she is extreme. It is out of the mainstream in Kansas to oppose the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. And I can tell you that because I've been out all over this state visiting with and listening to Kansans, Democrats and Republicans and unaffiliated folks and libertarians. This is not a partisan issue. This is a common sense Kansas issue. And folks are at best puzzled and uh, often very frustrated uh, that uh, Governor Laura Kelly has twice vetoed this common sense legislation. So uh, I've supported this measure in the past, and I've now said uh, that as governor, I will sign it into law, and I've called on the legislature to send it to my desk promptly. And we want to get this thing done, John, uh, because, uh, you know, particularly after hearing Riley's story, we don't want that to happen to any of our young women or girls who are athletes in Kansas. Uh, we need to just take this common sense measure. And, and Riley, is that why you've come? I mean, it's a big deal to have have you come here. Is that why you've come to Kansas? I mean, I know this is an issue of fairness, but I've seen statements where the majority of female athletes, the majority of Kansans support this. And here we have a governor who's been, for lack of a better term, obstructionist on this issue. Right. When I heard about this, um, especially hearing that Laura Kelly is a female, not protecting other females. Um, I knew I wanted to get down here and I wanted to help out in any way I could. And so Derek gave me that opportunity. And so I'm extremely thankful. But for Laura to do this, not once, but twice, it tells me one of two things. She either one has never played sports in her life and knows or clearly doesn't know what it takes to get to the point where you're an elite athlete or two, she has no common sense, or it could be a combination of both, and maybe <laughs> maybe that's what we're working with. Well, those of us who've served with her know that, that that's it's part of the latter. But, I mean, Derek, you and I both know, I mean, we this is not a an issue of, of like, they, the left loves to make this about transphobia, about bigotry, things like that. But this actually has broad bipartisan appeal. I saw a poll recently where this was – upper 60s, lower 70s across Kansas. This is an issue that, that appeals to both sides. This isn't something that that is a, is a fringe issue. I never understood why Laura Kelly felt compelled to veto this. Well, common sense usually has widespread support, John, and that's certainly what I've heard in listening to folks all over this state. People bring the issue up to me. They uh, they cannot believe that uh, our governor has twice vetoed this common sense measure. And that's Republicans, Democrats, unaffiliated voters. Uh, everybody brings it up. And so uh, absolutely agree. I, I just think uh, we've got to get this job done. We've got to make sure uh, that, uh, you know, what's happened to Riley Gaines here after a, a lifetime of work and effort and intensity um, to be confronted with this sort of unfairness at the end of a collegiate career is wrong. 
and we should head it off in Kansas so none of our young women or girls, uh, female athletes, have to deal with the same problem. We're talking with Riley Gaines and Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Riley, this isn't only an issue about Leah Thomas. There, there was a, and the media really hasn't covered this story, there was another transgender athlete, as I recall, who competed in this meet, but this was a female who was transitioning to male, and this is an even more, for lack of a better term, bizarre element to this story, correct? There were, like, what they were wearing, how they were competing, Correct. You're exactly right. So at the same meet where we had Leah Thomas, who was male transitioning to female, um, we had another athlete who was female transitioning to male who swam for Yale, who was formerly Izzy, now goes by Isaac, uses the pronouns he, him, um, actually swam in a Speedo uh, with no top coverage um, as a female. So I think this point proves that it's the women's category that's at jeopardy here. Clearly, this athlete, Isaac, could not have competed with the men because they were miles off of the times that it takes to qualify, which shows you that, you know, these differences, they matter. Um, It's the females that are at risk. It's that category that's at jeopardy, not the males. You don't hear any instances of, transgender athletes competing in the male category and it being a problem. And that's what tells you that this isn't something centered around transphobia. Um, You've hardly heard anything of this other transgender athlete because technically she's a female competing with the females. Um, So it's caused no uproar. And I think that brings a great point that this isn't something that's centered around transphobia and it brings light to the fact that the woman's category is at risk. Well, absolutely it is. You can't deny the science here. When you start to bring the science into it, that's when their argument really loses the merit and they have to fall back on bigotry and name-calling. General, I know this is a somewhat related story, but uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Geary County School District teacher uh, down in Fort Riley at the Fort Riley Middle School who uh, actually won the settlement, $95,000 in damages. This was a teacher who was suspended because she refused to use a, a biological female's preferred he, him pronoun. The bigger issue for me was that the school district was actually instructing this teacher to lie to the student's parents and not inform the parents that this female student was transitioning. Uh, I mean, it's such a bizarre story. I was shocked when I heard it was here happening here in Kansas. Well, yes. All I know, John, is what I've read in the media reports. We're not involved in the case, and I, I don't have personal knowledge of the facts, but just based on the media reports, it seems to me this is a case uh, that reaffirms an important fundamental truth for us right now, that in America, the freedoms in our Constitution, including the First Amendment freedom of speech, is ultimately paramount and trumps either the politics of the moment or the wokeism of the moment or the political correctness of the moment. And so uh, it strikes me as, a, as as the appropriate outcome. Yeah, I think you're right. And and for me, it all comes down to uh, teachers don't lose their free speech rights just because they enter the classroom. And it also was a little disturbing that a t- school district would actually instruct the teacher to do that. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you feel the same way. And, and Riley, where do you go from here? What's next? What are you hoping to accomplish? And, and do you think that Maybe the, uh, the the tide has turned here. It seems like the is the NCAA maybe inclined to change its position on this at all? Well, I was extremely hopeful that the NCAA would change their position after watching Thomas win a title. Um, but I was proven wrong as they continued to nominate her and praise her um, as NCAA Woman of the Year yeah. um, when yeah. Thomas quite literally spent 5% of their life as a female. Um, how disrespectful to the other female athletes at UPenn and across the NCAA who have dedicated their lives, their female lives to their sport and to that association, that organization. Um, It's insane. And so I can't say anymore that I'm hopeful the NCAA will be quick to change anything, especially with the Biden administration um, rewriting of title nine to now be more inclusive, um, basically changing the word sex to gender identity. Um, so I'm not sure I'm hopeful. I was at a point, but I realized <laughs> maybe that was a bit naive. Um, 
but I think it's paramount. I think majority of the country, if you know, if we stick up to this and we use our voice um, and really show who the majority is, not just the outspoken minority, majority of the people in the country are not okay with this and they're not okay with the trajectory of this. And so I think if we can all get behind that and support that, um, regardless of your political affiliation, I think that's when a change will be made and that's when we'll start to see some progress. I completely agree. Riley, best of luck with you. I appreciate you showing the guts to stand up for this issue, to speak out on this issue that obviously has not been and could not have been easy for you. General, I I wish you the best of luck. I hope the legislature heeds your call and sends you the Fairness in Women's Sports Act to your desk in the first 100 days. And I certainly hope that you are the uh, are the governor there to sign it in, <laughs> in that first 100 days. If folks are interested, they can get information on your campaign at SchmidtForKansas.com. Also, want to remind them, I know we've shared a little bit of information. You've got that great fundraiser here in Wichita with Governor Kristi Noem coming up here in uh, just a couple of weeks, right? Absolutely. We're very excited to have Governor Noam uh, coming to Kansas, coming to Wichita for us. And, uh, you know, she showed through the pandemic that trusting people, trusting in freedom, trusting in liberty was the right move in sharp contrast with how Laura Kelly uh, handled the lockdowns here. So we're very excited about that. Well, I appreciate you both for joining us this evening. Riley, carry on, you know, your efforts. And uh, obviously, I keep doing it. I keep wanting to call you governor. It's just we have to make it happen so that I can be proven right for a change. I appreciate you both. Thank you, John. Thank you for joining us this evening and carry on the fight, both of you. Of course. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, John. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, Jared Sheeler, chairman of the National Association of Convenience Stores, going to tell us all about the credit card competition act and how it could save you millions you're listening to the john whitmer show on 98.7 and 1330 knss wichita's number one talk join mark patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only 49.99 weight loss seminar saturday september 24th at the spring hill suites by marriott in wichita 11 a.m to 1 p.m registration starts at 10:30 a.m stop smoking seminar starts at 2 p.m registration at 1:30 p.m This weekend, Midwest Kia is the only place in town with your new car. Don't miss Midwest Kia's Labor Day weekend event going on now or shop online at MidwestKia.com. We want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Ben Shapiro. When you obliterate sex as a category, when you say it is not only not important, that sex is a biological imposition on the real you, that is the most radical move Western civilization has ever made. You are taking the fundamental basis of all procreation among all mammals, and you are saying not only it doesn't matter, but it's an active bad. And now you have banks promoting it. Their job is to lend you money. And if you disagree with the value, well, then maybe you shouldn't have a bank account. And by the way, it's a pretty short step from maybe you shouldn't bank here to maybe you shouldn't bank at all. Ben Shapiro, weeknights from 8 until 10 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We are all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. August is a great month to help out the environment by improving your gas mileage. Make sure your tires are properly inflated and heavy items like golf clubs aren't stored in your trunk. Take your car in for a tune-up to ensure it's running at peak performance. And when the weather is nice, walk or bike to your destination to enjoy a beautiful summer day. Join Odyssey and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Those who've built their own financial success know that moving forward requires not just the right tools, but an in-depth knowledge of how to use them. That's why Edelman Financial Engines gives you a dedicated wealth planner supported by a team of experts. We know a modern wealth planning relationship demands human insight powered by advanced technology. Our advice is tailor-made for your personal goals, and our investment management approach is based on Nobel Prize winning research. We model more than 38,000 securities so we can better stress test your portfolio through thousands of scenarios. See what we can build for you. Call 888-899-4450. That's 888-899-4450. Or visit efewealthplanners.com to get your complimentary financial plan. Edelman Financial Engines, built for those who built themselves. This is Mitch Holter's Voice of the Chiefs. Join me for every game this season right here on Wichita's number one talk, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
This is Christy with Girls on the Run Heart of Kansas, inviting all girls in the third through sixth grade to join us this fall. You'll train for a 5K run in November, play fun games, and make new friends. All fitness levels welcome. Scholarships are available, and you register at girlsontherunks.org. And we're glad Odyssey serves. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Money by the Beatles. That's an appropriate song for our next guest. The legislation was recently introduced into the United States Senate by Senator Roger Marshall that will inject a dose of free market competition into the world of credit cards, alleviating a big financial headache for small businesses. You see, every time a customer swipes, inserts, or taps a credit card to purchase anything ranging from a cup of coffee to a television, the merchant is on the hook to pay a processing fee. Think of it as a transaction tax for business. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about the bill is Jared Sheeler. He is CEO of the Hub Convenience Stores in North Dakota and chairman of the National Association of Convenience Stores. Jared, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show, my friend. John, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure. And I've, I've actually had the opportunity to talk uh, briefly to Senator Marshall about this. And, uh, I mean, it's it, it's kind of staggering if you look at the numbers. In 2021, businesses paid nearly $140 billion to process card transactions, a 25% jump from the year before, for small businesses with you know mar- modest margins, the fees oftentimes account for one of the largest business expenses behind labor. Is that right? That's absolutely true. And I look at my P&Ls every single month, and I just get sick looking at that swipe fee, that credit card fees number, because it is such a big number every month. It is for me. It is the second biggest expense on my P&L, right after labor. Labor. It's ahead of rent. I mean, it's so much money, but the consumers really have no idea how much they're paying. Well, and that's what I was going to ask is ultimately, yes, I know you're paying it, but ultimately those fees are most likely just passed along to the consumer. So we're really the ones who are paying this in reality, and we're uh, oblivious to that fact, too, in most cases, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, it's really there's it's a market that lacks transparency. Eighty five percent of the transactions done at my convenience stores are paid uh, by plastic, 85 percent. So that's that's, you know, the vast majority of them. But the consumers just don't understand that when they swipe their cards, that there's a fee that goes along with it. And yes, we as retailers, we have to pay that. And, you know, we're, we we have to cover our cost of goods and we have to we have to be able to turn a profit. So, yeah, we have to build that expense into the prices that we charge our consumers. So, yeah, not only are the consumers paying for their own fees, for their own rewards that might be on those cards, but cash paying customers are also subsidizing. And the sad part sure, about of course that they is a cash paying customer, you know, they, they might be underbanked, underprivileged, might be lower income. Um, in many cases, yet they are subsidizing um, the, the, these swipe fees because it's such a large number. Well, and, you know, people don't even they're not even aware of the fact. And I, I don't think anybody would fault you for, you know, paying a reasonable fee. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with you guys. pay. Yeah, I mean, because the credit card companies have to make money, too. They've got expenses. So there's nothing wrong with a reasonable service fee. That's that's, I think, warranted. That's legitimate. But credit card companies and these big banks shouldn't be also gaming the system at the expense of consumers. 
And, and, and I think the, the, the fact that the consumer is oblivious to this, and I think about it, my wife and I are constantly either I'm at the pump filling, she runs in to get a coffee or something. Both of us are using our debit cards, and neither of us are even aware that this is going on. Right. And, and you know, look, we, we appreciate the ability as retailers to be able to take a convenient form of payment. But you mentioned the idea of a reasonable cost to do that. And you know, I've seen studies that say it costs four and a half cents to process a card transaction, four and a half cents. Yet we're seeing upwards of two, three, four percent of an entire transaction. I mean, we're, we're getting into dollars. You know, if it's four and a half cents to process a transaction and a $50 transaction, we get charged a dollar. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a 20 times, that's a 20x markup. We don't see, as retailers, we don't see that kind of margin. Right. So it is absurd and unreasonable, and I think that's the core of the issue. Yeah, no, that does make, if you put it in that context, because somebody fills their tank and it's a $50 charge, but it's only $0.04 cents to, the, to the credit card, why are they charging you a dollar for something that costs $0.04? Cents? It, it's, yeah, that's the, exactly. that's and, the key. And, and then you look at, look at what's going on with gas prices as of late, you know, a two dollar a two dollar a gallon uh, fee might be four cents if we're looking at, looking at a two percent charge. Now all of a sudden, a gallon of gas is five dollars at two percent. Now it's ten cents to process that same gallon. So the more that prices go up, the more the banks are benefiting. And right now, in this with all the inflation that's going on and that we're seeing, the banks are laughing, and it's really at the expense of the American consumer. We're talking with Jared Sheeler, chairman of the National Association of Convenience Stores. Jared, the Credit Card Competition Act would combat these high swipe fees in the industrialized worlds, which this is where we're at. I mean, it's the highest anywhere. It would also deliver an estimated $11 billion of much-needed economic relief for consumers and businesses. That's essentially what the bill does but I, I would imagine Visa, MasterCard, the big credit card companies, they do not like this bill, I would imagine. Oh, not at all, because Visa and MasterCard have been operating as a duopoly for as long as they've been in this business. They centrally fix all their fees that, that are attached to their cards for their thousands of issuing banks that do business with Visa and MasterCard. So they, they, they centrally price fix those fees. So there's no negotiation with retailers. Uh, Walmart, the biggest retailer in the world, cannot negotiate uh, on these exorbitant rates. So no, they're not liking liking it. And you know, competition, I'm in the convenience industry. We're the most competitive industry, in my opinion, out there. We put uh, the price of our most common commodity, a gallon of gasoline, on a big price sign for everybody to see when they drive by. That's the name of the game when it comes to competition. That's the transparency that makes us retailers better. We have to be better than our competition in some way, shape, or form. Visa and MasterCard aren't forced to do that. Um, they're very comfortable with where they're at. They're comfortable with their massive profit margins that they're getting in these card trans in these swipe fees. And uh, it's just not right. It's it, it's 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 a broken system. There's an element in this bill that also secures these payment networks from China and other foreign entities. Correct. I mean, there's also an element in here of national security, really, to prevent hacking and uh, foreign competitors, foreign bad actors from getting into these entities. Correct. Yeah. And here's the facts. Right now, the United States has the most credit card fraud in the world, the most in the world. Thirty four percent of all worldwide credit card fraud happens right here in the United States while we only process 22 percent of the transactions. So there's something wrong there. Something's off. I believe it's because of the lack of competition in the credit card marketplace. It doesn't incentivize innovation. It doesn't incentivize Visa and MasterCard to have the best security standards. And yeah, they, Visa and MasterCard work with organizations like China Union Pay, who, you know, they're, they're a processing company as well. And they set standards here in the United States and around the world. The Credit Card Competition Act, what it would allow is other processors to enter the marketplace and not be aced out by Visa and MasterCard. So would I rather have, as an American consumer, would I rather have China Union Pay running my transaction 
or would I rather have Shazam out of Iowa, USA running it? I'll take Shazam nine, <laughs> 10 times out of 10. Yeah, no, with, without a doubt. So where do you think the bill stands? I mean, have you got any idea? Is there a chance of it passing? Is there much opposition? I think there's a lot of momentum uh, in favor of the bill, uh, especially in the Senate side. And, and I think what, what, is, what is notable is that you know I'm, 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 a, I'm a small business owner. I don't want government imposing uh, re- restrictions and things on, on my businesses. Um, so I think that's always been a roadblock for the Republicans. But really, in my opinion, I, I see it I see it getting momentum because I, I know Roger Marshall is really sticking his neck out for, for not just retailers but American consumers on this one. What he's seeing is that I think the one fundamental responsibility of government with businesses, both large and small, is to ensure a free market, and that's it. Make sure there's a free market and get out of the way. Visa and MasterCard haven't had that. I think more and more legislators are starting to understand the dynamics, and I think we've got some good momentum right now. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. If folks want to read a little bit more, I've posted a recent Fox Business story about this on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. They can get information there, and obviously they should reach out to Dr. Marshall. He's got some great information on his website as well. Jared, uh, thank you again for, for joining us this evening, for bringing us the story. Uh, you know, carry on the fight, brother. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, John. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> Tony and I were just sitting here talking. I, I wish I could get 4% for every, every you know, tra- time I use a transaction. I mean, it, it's, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, what can I say? Ah. Uh, <sighs> Talk about a scam. Oh, you're less. At any rate, stick around. We've got an incredible guest coming up for you next. Daniel Tomlinson. Uh, well, you just got to stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Weight loss seminar Saturday, September 24th at the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott in Wichita, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Registration starts at 10.30 a.m. Stop smoking seminar starts at 2 p.m. Registration at 1.30 p.m. I got to thank you for being a voice of reason in a sea of insanity. You know, you're not to one side or the other. I come to you for facts. I love that y'all talk about stuff that nobody else has the cojones to talk about. I really, really appreciate that. You're the only voice of reason on the radio. You give me hope. Having listened to you every day. Thank you for your clear insights. Always felt a little bit smarter. I listen to you every single day. I keep coming back to this station, and thank you for what you do. Wichita's number one talk, 98 7 and 1330 KNSS. Sean Hannity. A brand new, generous $300 billion handout to irresponsible men and women that racked up massive student loans and no longer feel like paying them back. Isn't that nice? Tells it like it is. Now, Biden is calling it a loan forgiveness program. In reality, it should be called the Biden Bribery and Vote Buying Act of 2022, all paid for by you, the hardworking American people. Today at 2. We did the right thing and we get screwed. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The weather pattern remains quiet tonight. 64 degrees, a mostly clear sky. A light northeast wind will stay under 10. For your Monday, Labor Day, sunshine, 91 degrees, a light northeast wind. No big changes Tuesday, sunshine, up to 92 in the afternoon. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. Canadian police are searching for two suspects in connection with a series of stabbings in the province of Saskatchewan. Ten people are dead, 15 injured. Our thoughts are with the many victims, deceased and injured, their family, friends and communities. It is horrific what has occurred in our province today. Assistant Commissioner Rhonda Blackmore. There is increased security at the Minnesota State Fair after someone was wounded last night. Governor Tim Walz is also calling for more forceful deterrence to gun violence. We have to acknowledge that the way we're going to have to get at this is on the front end. Of those that are willing to do this are going to pay a heavy price for it. And we as a society have to have a conversation about what are the things we can do to keep these firearms out of their hands. The fair closed early Saturday night. America is listening to Fox News.
face of the affidavit. It divides the country. We can afford to cancel student debt. Unfair to people who didn't go to college. It's basically trying to buy votes. There's no such thing as loan cancellation. It's just a matter of who pays it. That the era of Trump. For news that happens next. Head down to Florida where you belong. Before. Get out of town. It's heard anywhere else. Will happen. And it will happen. On 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. News you need to know. The bill I'm about to sign is about delivering progress and prosperity to American families. President Trump said the raid was a disgrace. Here, the president seemed to be in favor of everybody producing oil and gas except us. All day, Wyoming has spoken. We are taking our country back. All night, it's important that we all take monkeypox seriously. The day begins anew every hour. Former Vice President Mike Pence says he would consider testifying. The worsening drought crisis across the West. KNSS. Happy Labor Day. After laboring through the news all summer. Summer full of inflation. Roe versus Wade. Mass shooting. Russia. Gas prices. Raid on the president. There's no rest. This fall. For the weary. The midterm elections. We've just begun. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and Truth Social. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, ahead of the upcoming midterm elections in November, Planned Parenthood has announced it is planning to spend $50 million in an effort to keep arguments about abortion fresh in voters' minds. This follows the company's previous spending of $45 million back in 2020 with the focus of pushing selected candidates for governor and U.S. Senate seats, the program will go under the name Take Control. But with the announcement, a pair of interesting questions have emerged. The first is what kind of sway Planned Parenthood will have on certain political opponents with the funding. But the big question out there, some are wondering, is where is this funding actually coming from? Joining us now to hopefully answer those questions is Daniel Tomlinson. He is the Vice President of Advancement at Compass Cares a pregnancy center based in Buffalo, New York. Compass Care is the uh, pro-life medical offices in Buffalo that was firebombed on June 7th and then miraculously reopened 52 days later. Daniel, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, by the way, congrats on reopening. Yes, thank you. What a, what a testimony to, to the rallying of God's people around protecting women and, and saving babies. You know, it's amazing, all the rhetoric about the, the pro-lifers that are supposed to be so violent, and yet I don't recall any of us burning, uh, blowing up abortion clinics. It's always the, the pro-abortion folks that are doing that, but the media doesn't like to cover that story, do they? Well, no, and there's been 47 attacks on peaceful pregnancy centers, pro-life pregnancy centers, and not a single arrest of any of these uh, pro-abortion terrorists uh, yeah. whatsoever. It's been uh, nearly three months since the attack on uh, Compass Care's Buffalo office, medical office in Buffalo. Uh, catastrophic damage, 500000 nearly $500,000 worth of damage done. Nobody arrested. Uh, despite a mountain of evidence, um, it's it's really uh, disconcerting. Yeah, well, and and yet predictable. But this is the you know Joe Biden out there now touting you know crack down on crime. Sure, yeah, right, okay. The, the, the crime he wants to crack down are are you know Donald Trump supporters. That that's that's their definition of cracking down on crime. But I got off on a tangent, Daniel. Let, let me ask you, uh, you know, th this Planned Parenthood spending and, and it's a ton of money. Fifty million dollars can sway an election without a doubt. Specifically, they're focusing on, you know, trying to influence elections. I'm sure they want to obviously keep control of the U.S. Senate, I'm sure, is one of their main goals. They spend a lot of money in these political campaigns. Do you really think that's going to have that much of an influence? Yeah, so here's the concern. And this is a, this is a concern that uh, Compass Care CEO Jim Harden, uh, a pro-life strategist and uh, 
you know, a, an expert in these situations um, ha has expressed, uh, which I share, um, and I find it alarming. Um, all the pro-life gains that have been made with the reversal of Roe, with, reversal of Roe with the Dobbs decision in June, uh, could be lost if pro-abortion politicians dominate this midterm elections. And spending money is one of the ways that they dominate midterm elections. They are using the abortion issue. They're using the pro-abortion cause to galvanize their base. While I'm seeing pro-life politician after pro-life politician um, not talking about uh, the abortion issue whatsoever, not talking about um, how uh, the, the willful murder of innocent human life in the womb is, um, is wrong, and it's their job to protect all preborn uh, babies. So, yes, uh, Planned Parenthood is spending $50 million on this midterm campaign, uh, dubbing their campaign to take control. Uh, I think that says it all. They want to keep abortion top of mind for voters in this election, and it is galvanizing their base. Um, so the, the, the concern is um, that they're, this spending and, – and by the way, they get, they get nearly $600 million in federal funding every single year, Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion business in the world. The largest abortion business in the world gets $600 million in, in federal funding. That doesn't include uh, state funding that they also receive at the state level. I mean, that's that's obscene right there. I, I, and I know there have been attempts in the past to cut the federal spigot off when it comes to Planned Parenthood. That fails every time we've tried it. Um, you know, if you think about it, Planned Parenthood spent $45 million back in 2020 in an effort to keep the discussion of rogue or discussion of abortion rather going. But I, I got to tell you, Democrats seem to think abortion rights is a winning issue for November. I, it just seems to me like I think folks are far more concerned about the economy and crime and, and the border. It just seems like I don't think that's a winning issue for Democrats. Do you? I, I, I don't. It just seems like people are more concerned about kitchen table issues. Well, there's there's two things. There's two things going on here, uh, John, uh, um, is that <clears throat> the economy. Absolutely. I mean, the, the fact that, uh, you know, the your uh, your salary or what you're making on, on a weekly basis is not going as far uh, is definitely an issue. And it's where the Republicans want to focus. But the very fact that pro-abortion politicians are using all these scare tactics and they really are scare tactics yeah. it's all about, um, you know, uh, all of the extreme cases of rape and incest and, you know, uh, Biden administration using the case of a 10 year old girl uh, being raped and having to travel across state lines to get an abortion. I mean, there's so many things wrong with that story. But, um, you know, they they are using the abortion issue to galvanize their base. And um, whether whether or not um, whether or not it's going to work in these midterm elections, the reality is is that for pro-life politicians to back off of the fact and, and to rest upon our loyal, laurels, the concern is, is that we're going to be lulled into a false sense of security because the Biden administration, this is, this is Joe Biden, this is him saying, um, you know, talking about November, the choice is clear. We either elect federal senators and representatives who will codify Roe or Republicans will elect a House and Senate that will try to ban abortions nationwide. And um, he's not wrong. Um, this is what they want to do. They want to codify Roe. So instead of a Instead of a uh, 49 years of an egregiously wrong uh, uh, judicial decision, um, if if Roe is codified for the nation, um, we will look back. And this is this is again Jim Hart and Compass Care CEO saying we we will look back. History may prove that the overturning of Roe to be the worst thing that ever happened to the pro-life cause. Um, we we have to keep pushing. We have this opportunity um, right now to um, to continue to talk about the abortion issue in the right way. And that is it's government's job to protect all of its citizens, especially the most vulnerable, especially the most vulnerable. And the most vulnerable citizen is the preborn boy or girl. That's the pro-life politician's job. That's all politicians' jobs. That's government's job is to protect all of their citizens. And that's the way that pro-life politicians should be talking about this. Forget about responding to all the propaganda and political rhetoric and um, kind of the, the different extreme cases that they bring up. Ignore all that and just say, listen, my job as a politician is to protect all of my citizens, and especially those who are vulnerable, the most vulnerable. And that's preborn. That's from the womb to the tomb. That's from the moment of conception on. Um, this is my job as a politician. We're talking with Daniel Tomlinson, VP of Advancement at Compass Care. So looking at, you know, these, uh, particularly these U.S. Senate races, and, and I mean, I don't think they have a shot at taking over the House, but I think the Senate is definitely in play. 
Do you believe that this is going to have some candidates heading into these midterms? It's it's going to have a sway there. I think I think that fifty million dollars could buy you a lot of Senate seats. Yeah. So um, I can tell you this. This is what I can tell you. So New York is so often uh, the nation's bellwether when it comes to abortion, right? And so we had here in New York State, where Compass Care is based, um, the 19th District Congressional, um, they had a special election. Right, I saw that. Um, yep, they had a special election. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty conservative district. And the uh, the Republican candidate was well in the lead, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the teens, uh, ahead in the polls and all this kind of stuff. Uh, lots of money was poured in, uh, and a Democrat ended up winning. The Republican refused to talk about pro-life stuff. He was all talking about the economy. He was talking about this, uh, you know, kind of uh, dinner table stuff, as you were talking about. Um, and the, the Democrat was hammering, absolutely hammering the abortion, uh, the pro-abortion uh, propaganda and rhetoric. I mean, just absolutely hammering it. And, we, and this is New York, the abortion capital of the U.S. We have the most permissive abortion laws in the world after China and North Korea. Nothing is changing in New York with the overturning of Roe. Nothing is changing except for more women are traveling to New York to get abortions than ever before. 30,000 women were estimated this year will be traveling to New York to get their abortions this year. Um, and, and that Democrat won. He came from behind. It was a kind of a, 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 you know, a big deal. And that, that's the concern. So he galvanized, he galvanized the base. He, 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 his, his pushing of the pro-abortion agenda. And again, gone are the days of safe, legal, and rare. All that's being hammered is legal, legal, legal. Make it legal. Make it accessible. Um, they don't care about safety. They don't care about rarity. Um, they just want it legal. Yeah, and that's a little scary. I mean, look what happened here in Kansas with our value them both amendment. And this that's is right. a this is a pro life, right. red Republican pro life state. That's right. And we still lost. And and it was a due in part to some of the rhetoric and and a lot of lies from the pro abortion movement. And and if yes. you know if it it's, can win it's here, based on lies. Yeah. Start to finish. Start to finish. It's lies. You know, seventy eight percent of Americans favor restrictions on abortion. And again, I think that pro-life politicians need to step away from all responding, just responding to all the propaganda and political rhetoric of the pro-abortion politicians and just talk about protecting the equal value of everyone. We believe that all people are fully and equally human, all of them. So that means the pre-born child is just as valuable as you and I. Of course, of course, I'm going to vote and act in a way that protects all of our citizens. That's my job as a politician. Uh, that's the line that should be taken. Yeah, I think you're right. You, Daniel, before I let you go, you mentioned the Compass Care firebombing at your location in Buffalo. You said there's been no word or findings or any. I mean, this is months ago. I, I, I'm surprised. They. I mean, are we not getting anything on this? We're not not on any of the attacks nationwide. Um, Compass Care has uh, uh, activated our um, legal counsel to to get our private property back. Um, it took them it took the FBI five weeks to even begin forensic analysis of the of the video surveillance footage that was given to them. It took them five weeks, and we still haven't a report or wow. any arrest of multiple arsonists with multiple incendiary devices, shattering the windows and setting fire to our building. Um, it's been nearly three months, as I said. Um, but that's not going to stop. It's not going to stop any of these pro-life organizations that did not stop Compass Care. We were serving women the day of the firebombing in our Rochester office. The day after, we were back up and running, uh, rebuilt the, uh, the building within 52 days, and are rebuilding bigger to serve even more women uh, in order to serve them both in the Buffalo region as well as nationally with an online telemedicine platform across the nation. Compass Care is building the infrastructure to help pregnancy centers across the nation serve more women and save more babies. Well, you know, Daniel, in part, the FBI has been very busy. They had to go down to Florida and find a bunch of That's old right. files from <laughs> Donald Trump's house. So you got to keep that. in mind, they've got their priorities, and raiding Melania's closet was clearly more important. So, Daniel, right. I, I appreciate you, my friend. If folks are interested, if they want to find more about what you're doing, it's CompassCareCommunity.com, correct? That's right, CompassCareCommunity.com can learn more about how Compass Care is providing pregnancy centers with the 21st century tools, giving it away to pregnancy centers to serve more women and save more babies with ethical medical care. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you again for joining us this evening and uh, carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you, John. God bless. We'll take a quick break and then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.
Join Mark Patrick's seminars and stop smoking without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Also lose all the weight you want for only $49.99 guaranteed with Mark Patrick's seminars. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, and stress eating. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Saturday, September 24th at the Spring Hill Suites by Marriott in Wichita. Registration starts at 1.30. Weight loss seminar starts at 11 a.m. Registration at 10.30 a.m. KNSSradio.com is connecting vets with our veterans news and salute to service, a year-round effort to provide information and recognize the exceptional efforts of our military veterans. Read our veterans news articles now at KNSSradio.com. Brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner with dine-in, carry-out, curbside, and delivery. Like Jimmy's Diner on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on specials. Military discounts seven days a week. Jimmy's Family Diner. This is Eric Litweiler with the Mental Health Association inviting you to support the Senior Companion Program, which offsets the mental health implications of age-induced isolation as our senior Wichitsons age in place. If you would like this program to continue, call 316-651-1241 to pledge your support, and we are glad that Odyssey serves. This is a call to the self-starters, to the self-made, and the self-sufficient. It's time to declare a new kind of independence because Edelman Financial Engines is here to provide tailored investment solutions for your kind of wealthy. You should expect more from your wealth advisors. Our investment management approach is based on Nobel Prize winning research and our planners don't sell products to earn commissions. And because we're here for those who question the answers, we model more than 38,000 securities so we can better stress test your portfolio through thousands of scenarios. So no matter where you're going next, see what we can build for you. Call 888-899-4450. That's 888-899-4450. Or visit efewealthplanners.com to get your complimentary financial plan. Edelman Financial Engines, built for those who built themselves. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show. We only have uh, about 30 seconds left. Stick with us next week. We're going to be delayed because of the Chiefs game, but it will be 9-11. We're going to have a guest with us who was in New York City on 9-11 who will help us uh, kind of think back, look back, and commemorate 9-11. That's all coming up next Sunday. And again, later this month, Texas Senator Phil Graham and South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem will be with us. Have a great rest of your Labor Day weekend, and we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.